Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, there's the things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah. Good evening, it is the Keith Walsh Podcast How are we doing? It is the 21st of December, which means... Uh, three, four sleeps to Christmas. Yeah, it is the 21st. Uh, 21st, so, so, so sleep tonight. Tuesday, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Four sleeps. Four sleeps, lads. Uh, so happy Christmas to you all. And as I mentioned in uh, an earlier podcast, this will be my first, if I make it, this will be my first sober Christmas since I was 17. Maybe 16. As in, like, I probably had a few drinks over Christmas when I was 17. I think... I think I started drinking when I was 17. Um, I blame Newbridge. That's when I moved to Newbridge. When I was... I moved from Athlone to Newbridge when I was... 16, maybe? Going on 16. And, uh, yeah. Oh, they ruined me. Newbridge. Um... I don't think I would have been heavily drinking. I remember we used to, we got to a certain age. Maybe that was the year after. Yeah, 17. Maybe it was that year, maybe it was the year after. And we used to go, I used to go football training with a friend of mine on a Friday night. And we were very sensible. Maybe that was the year after when we were 80. But we'd go football training and then we'd go to um, a local pub. And we'd walk home from training, pop into a pub. And the tradition was to drink two pints of Smithix and then go home. And we'd drink the first one quite quickly and then the second one we'd take our time. And that was it. So, I mean, it was sensible drinking, but um, we were probably, maybe we were 18 at that stage. But anyway, yes, yeah, so this is, uh, so that's kind of, you know, you're looking at the, the guts of 30 years of drinking, which is when I, almost only when I thought about it, I was like, that is mental. 30 years and I was even trying to think of you know there's I was thinking there's got to be a Christmas where I was like sick or you know had a bad flu and couldn't drink but no I think I pretty you see what I would have done if I, if I had a cold or something I would have I would have just you know medic, self-medicated with hot whiskies and you know would have got myself in the mood for it um, so yeah I'm looking forward to it uh, I will tell you how I get on. Um, by the time I do, so I'll put no, no, I put two up, two episodes up now tonight uh, on Monday. This is Monday, the twenty first, and then I might get one up. That would be Christmas Eve. When I put one up Christmas Eve, I might take Christmas Eve off, or I could just put one up tomorrow, or um, the day before Christmas Eve, Wednesday, and then after that it'll be post Christmas and I'll be saying yes I survived Christmas without a drink or I'll be going shit I didn't do it it didn't work we'll see what are you doing Charlie Charlie's mooching around the place it's just me and him upstairs in our room anyway do let me know how your Christmas goals is going what are you hoping to do what are you looking forward to are you going to be drinking are you if it's your first Christmas without a drink, if you haven't had a drink in 60 years, if you haven't had a drink in 6 years, if you haven't had a drink in 20 years and you're going to have a drink for Christmas, whatever, whatever you're thinking, looking forward to, you can email the podcast, it's keithwalchpod at gmail.com or keithwalch.walch at gmail.com. Um, 
I'd love to hear from you about anything, really. Um, it is this episode, I think it's episode 42, could be, and uh, every Monday I put up a chat with myself and my friend Mike, Mike, um, and this week is no different, although it nearly didn't happen, it didn't really, scandal, I was, so my, I didn't, we didn't really arrange anything, because we're both kind of, it's a busy time of the year, and I had a few gigs on last week, uh, I interviewed Neve Kavanagh, the Eurovision winner in the in the Riverbank Art Centre, uh, just for a sort of a Christmas special thing. And that went out live on the internet. I think it's still available to watch on the Riverbank. Riverbank.e, if you want to have a look at it. Um, and I was kind of busy in and around that, just doing bits and pieces. Anyway, never going around to organise anything. He wasn't available Saturday. I then wasn't available Sunday nearly. And he wasn't going to be available Monday. So then he was like, well, maybe we'll just leave it this weekend. I have a few interviews in the back pocket and I could have put up two interviews but I thought no we'll try and get it done. I was down in Wexford but I drove down to Wexford, dropped the young lad off and brought the gear with me as you will hear me explain at the start of this and we got it done. So fair play to Mike for being so flexible. I think it's the yoga that has him so flexible Um, and uh, we got it done. I was in my car. I don't need to explain this because I explained it already. Anyway, that's the crack. Uh, it is just me and Mike talking. Shh, yikes. Um, what will you learn in this podcast? You learn the rules of dogging. We learned something about Mike we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, something to something dogging related. Uh, a Woody Harrelson story. Yeah, good Woody, Har- Woody Harrelson story. A friend his who likes to climb up a mountain, take all his clothes off and then shout off the top of the mountain. Uh, is part of that story Um, and uh, lots more besides I'm trying to think I don't know there was a lot in it Uh, I talk about my my um, I went on a hike on Saturday with my club which I talk about and um, yeah that's it really I hope you enjoy it Uh, as I said the email address is keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com if you want to get involved in the podcast Uh, I will be back with just a few little words after this. It's episode 42 of the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's me talking to my friend, Mike. Enjoy. I'm going to record. Now, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. It's a very odd um, screen we've got. Um, Yeah, I I can't. I I think I'm just up in the top centre there's a square up the top in the centre. I'm not. I'm not the way I usually am, but I can't see you anyway. So no, well, that's okay. I, I kind of I get the whole not wanting to see me type of thing. You know, <laughs> I'm just worried about. The, I'm. I'm literally. I, I'll send you a picture at some stage where I am. I'm literally uh, on a pier, and I've driven out as far as I can on the pier. I'm in danger of slipping into the water. Oh sweet Jesus! Hopefully, there's no tidal issues. There's a bit of 4G here, so I'm like, okay, right, I'm, I'm on the edge of Ireland here. So, where are so, you? Talk me through where you are. Are you recording now? Um, I think so, yeah. Yep. No, good. Um, I am in Wexford, so I've driven down to Gorey. There's a skate park there called Reckless, and it's an indoor skate park. And uh, I have left some young people there. And now I've driven out to a place called... Um, Cahir, I think it is. It's a it's a pier outside Gory, and I am at the bottom. I'm I'm on the pier. Let me just see if I can find out the name of it, just because you know this is important stuff, isn't it? Not really, because it really muffs up the uh, bandwidth. People know where I am on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause, oh yeah, yeah. Because I presume you're tethering your computer off your phone. Yeah, so I am at Cahor Pier, spelled C-A-H-O-R-E, um, and I'm at the bottom of a pub called The Strand, and when you drive up to The Strand, there's a sign there that says, overlooking the sea since 1864, or something like that, and it just occurred to me that maybe they had the hotel pub turned around the wrong way until then, um, and they maybe weren't the overlooking sea the sea. Drive. Maybe there was no sea, but they only started overlooking the sea in the 1860s or whatever the date is. Um, so maybe they were facing the wrong way or there was no sea at that point. 
in the 18 or or just didn't occur to them to talk about the fact that they were overlooking the sea at that point but that's and, where i am and are there people walking around you yeah i'm i'm actually parked outside of porto loo so that's quite a, a busy spot like i'm this is not good because i'm sitting here with a laptop on my lap parked outside of jacks uh, on a pier and uh, yeah it's a it's a dodgy situation and have you got like, your microphone set up and everything I have the microphone right in, in my hand right up to my mouth. But I'm half expecting a local parent to knock on the window and just say, um, what the fuck are you up to here, mister? Yeah. What's going on? Well, listen, if it's, um, a, if it's a local lady parent and she goes, hey, what are you up to? See, there's two ways you can sort of just, explain that. It's Cahor beer, not the, the peer of whores. <laughs> No, just, you know, I'm not suggesting you to pay for it or anything. Maybe she's just a bit okay, sort of, you know, just... housewife, you know, a bit bored of the husband. Takes a walk down the pier, be... sees a car with a, you know, sort of a, a kind of va- face that she vaguely knows with a big microphone. Thinks, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Lad, lad with a laptop on his, on his lap sitting outside the, the public toilets. Um, the only thing I can think of is uh, the podcast Where's George Gibney where they're sort of trying to mm. stake out in his estate and they're followed by um, they're followed by a guy from the neighbourhood watch who gets quite sort of uh, fall on with them initially until he realises who they are so I'm hoping yeah, he that was, he was quite aggressive he sort of uh, I'm from the neighbourhood watch guys you want to tell me what you're doing here? You want to yeah. explain yourselves? Yeah. What are you doing? Is this is it narcotics? Is it guns? Yeah. Is it guns? Is it narcotics? Is no, it it's porn? Pedophile. <laughs> Worse. Oh Lord. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that people will have listened to that podcast and now they're looking at me going, Oh, he's probably just doing one of those podcasts. It's fine. And they're looking around going, I wonder who which guy who's the pedophile he's tracking down. We shouldn't laugh. We shouldn't laugh. We're not you laughing laugh. at that. You laugh, but a, a buddy of mine was a police officer, and he was a huge man, mm. like six foot seven. Still is a police officer, I think, in England. And um, he was tasked when he first became a detective. You know, they have to do the detective exams and all this sort of stuff. And he was tasked with uh, finding a flasher in a local toilet in Norfolk, and. Wow. Um, this guy was, was flashing and offering himself and stuff, and uh, people were complaining about it. It wasn't for to children or anything. It was just, you know, general, anybody yeah. who walked in. And um, so this guy, I mean, he was colossal. I mean, like a big rugby player. And he had to hide himself um, with a microphone. Microphone was hanging over the urinals, wired up to him, and he was in, like, the supply cupboard. So if you can imagine, you know, you walk to these public toilets and there's a small little door with a vent on it. And on the right, it says male. On the left, it says females and whatever. He's in that little cupboard with all the toilet roll supplies and the mops. (laughs) And they're listening to people propositioning to each other. And they arrested the guy. And the guy was like 70 odd, 72, I think. Oh, God. I was literally, hello, how are you? Yeah, that could be you. I could be the guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, am I the police officer? No. You, you're no, you're like, thinking I'm a 70-something-year-old guy offering myself to anybody. Yeah, pretty much. Especially lonely. I suppose. Any, any lonely housewives out there. <laughs> Make your way to the bottom Meet me. of Cahor. <laughs> Meet me at Cahor Pier. Every, every, I'll be here recording the podcast every Saturday, 3 o'clock. Uh, it's actually Sunday at five to four. You're a day fucking late this week. Oh, I don't even don't even know what day it is anymore. It's Christmas, you see. Oh, yeah. I I don't I don't know of days or I don't even know when what day Christmas is. Like people keep asking me things like, "Well, are you all set? Have you got all, everything done?" And I'm like, I don't even know what, what when Christmas Day lands. Like oh. I, I don't know how many I don't have everything done, and I don't know how many days I have to get things done. So no. And I'm not likely. The good, the thing I'm saying to people is, you know, Santa Claus because of COVID, he's 
He mightn't arrive with everything on the day, but he'll come in dribs and drabs through the post. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. you know the first week in January. So it's kind of he's 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 spreading out the goodness over a few days, and it's not. It's just a different way of doing it this year. I mean, he'll be back to normal next year. Yeah, I mean, there are special measures in everything, including Santa Claus mm. and his delivery situation. I mean, yeah, some of I mean, the elves, can't be. although you see, the elves are a different species, so they don't get COVID. But it's just no. the restrictions he's flying through. That's the issue. It's just the restrictions. That's it. Yeah. And uh, he just needs to, just just for this year, things will be a little bit different. And he is... He has called on the help of on post yep. to give him a dig out to, to and they, and and they've been so busy as well that they're not going to get to send like the, you can't expect the postman to work on Christmas Day so no. he might not bring that till the week after. Do you know what I mean? There's only one postman on Christmas Day and that's the big man in the, the red big suit. red, the big red lad. So what what what's your uh, what's your excuse for not being available? Uh, what were you doing yesterday? Where were you? Yesterday? I had to go fucking. I had to go shopping. Oh, and that's you, good. They've, they've released. If you're listening to this, it's now Sunday, the twentieth of December. We came out of lockdown uh, countywide on the eighteenth, which was Friday, mm. which meant that Saturday I needed to go down to see my parents in Limerick, um, and sort of try and do that sort of socially distance and within a sort of fifteen to twenty minute window which was kind of easy and then tricky. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. You feel guilty and you feel sort of paranoid and you feel, am I the only one in the room that's thinking this? And they're thinking, am I the only one in the room thinking that they shouldn't be here? And, you know, this sort of stuff. Because mm. everybody's so used to being at arm's length now. It's all becoming a little bit too, I don't know, there's a, there's a sort of, um, it's like when you're in a long-term relationship and it's a, not a long-term relationship, but a long-distance relationship. I don't know if you've yeah. ever been in a long distance relationship and, and, and sort of those first couple of days when you meet up, you kind of have to get to know each other again. There's a, bit of, there's a free song of sort of excitement and there's a free song of, of sort of uh, aggression almost. So sort of like, oh, you know, I want to know you and you want to know me and we want to get together and we want to do this, that, the other, and do you still like me and blah, blah, blah. And that's what it's like. That's what this whole COVID thing has done to us. So you kind of, you kind of went to a room with your parents but she stood apart or sat apart and he basically just said to each other, are you cool with me? Are we cool? Are we yeah. cool? Yeah. Are we cool for about an hour or 15 minutes, whatever that's it. That's because I think like, I think it's because language is only part of our communication, isn't it? Because uh, we communicate through body language and through probably, probably smells we're not aware of or something, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's when you haven't seen. It's basically like, are we cool? Is everything cool? Are we? Yeah, are you, yeah. It's like we're getting to know each we, other again. It's really odd. But, but I felt like a stranger also, in the house. That's that's exactly what they wanted, Mike. <laughs> that's what they, they wanted to be, for the last thirty years. Like, why they the wanted fuck to does be awkward. Keep, <laughs> keep fucking turning up. I think we were not making we're not making it awkward enough for him. He keeps coming. He keeps. He's obviously too comfortable here. We need to make it more awkward. It was your parents who invented the pandemic. Just a few feel awkward at home, so you wouldn't call her. Yeah, I feel like I'm in that movie. You know that movie that the guy was being looked at. In a yes, uh, I do. The Jim Carrey. Yes, that guy, Truman. Show. Truman Show. Yeah, I thought that was shit yes. actually. Truman, Truman Show. Did you? Yeah, I could have done with so much more. I thought it was good. I thought it was okay. I, I, I wasn't. I think a lot of people really loved that movie, but mm. uh, I thought it was okay. It's good enough. I think it was definitely on, they were onto something. And as you said, I think they could have definitely done a lot more with the idea. Yeah. Um, speaking um, of movies that everybody likes, um, I have uh, yeah. taped or well, not taped, but what, what you call it these days? I've recorded on hard drive. Yeah. I, yeah, but you don't record really, do you? Sort of. Anyway, um, you dropped. <laughs> you dropped. Transferred. Yeah, I've transferred a file from Film 4 to my television thing. Sexy. Um, uh, what's it called? Forrest Gump. Yeah. I've never seen Forrest Gump. I don't really think I've seen it either. It's not a film that I'm interested in. I mean, no. it's interesting that you've never seen it, but I, 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 it was on the telly, so that must be where you got it from. 
It was yeah. on and, Channel 4 or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was on Channel 4, but I, I'd never seen it. But, but people I know love it. And everybody quotes, life is a box of chocolates. And this no, people know quotes from it, but they don't, you know, loads of people love it. I, had, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that over. That's my homework. I'm going to give you a review at some point. Speaking of homework, face value. Um, I'm going to review at some point Forrest Gump. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I know about Forrest Gump is that it's about a guy. Um, I think he lives with his mother, and he goes to Vietnam, and then he runs a lot, and that's it, really. I think, does he become president, or does he meet the president? I think um, he's, he it becomes part of lots of big moments in lots of people's lives. Okay. I think. Why, why the fuck are we talking? We haven't seen it. <laughs> well, should we just wait for the review? Yeah, that would be it. Mike, Mike's big review. Yeah, okay. Mike's big <laughs> review. Um, speaking of big reviews, did you listen to um, Face Valley? Well, what I thought I'd do is save it for the Christmas special. <laughs> so that would be a no. I just thought the Christmas special would would need a review of a Phil Collins album. I thought when I when I think Phil Collins album, what's it called again? Face Value. When I think of Face Value, the Phil Collins album, it screams Christmas special review. What's the fuck? So, you ask me to do stuff and I do it. And then you turn up a day late and then I'm driving around public toilets looking for a 4G signal so I can talk to you. Um, uh, I, I, want, I want to review it. I just, it's just, I haven't got the will at the moment. Uh, you couldn't listen to it on the way to fucking Gory, couldn't you? Wherever it is. No, because then there's children in the car that want to listen to trap, hop, trip trap. Fucking trip and smash. Grind core. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it would go down well. I said, guys, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to listen to Phil Collins, an album from 1980 something. And, and they're, you, they're can off, you can turn off, you can turn off, yeah. turn off little baby or little kite or little, little, wanker whoever you're listening to at the moment that trap hop artist um yeah they don't they wouldn't buy that they wouldn't they wouldn't go for but no, no i've had plenty of opportunities to listen to it, but i um i just haven't got the bandwidth at the moment bandwidth no. you can just put it on spot you're fucking you're just you're terrible now i know why i sacked you all those years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you know when I can I tell you about when I left when I was leaving? Well, you told you probably told me a lie, but you said um, was it was a Mister was it no who was the who was the boss at the time? Uh, there was a guy called uh, Friedrich Schaefer, probably. Was I think Schaefer was there when I went back the second time, but I think oh. the Irish guy was. Still, oh, she, she, uh, she, Seamus McGowan. Seamus, Seamus, I think he was the boss. But anyway, I was leaving, and you told me that Seamus said to you. <laughs> don't you never let a guy like that walk out the door and that you said to Seamus look he's leaving he has to go back home blah blah <laughs> so it's probably bullshit what you said to me but I, I went away thinking cool I'm that guy that you never let walk out the door except he was letting me walk out the door curious did I, did I say that to you back in the 90s yeah I was probably pissed I, I was just probably thinking who the fuck can I get to do a shift yeah. for me tomorrow. I need, I need someone for a shift in the morning and not that kind of shift. Do you know what? Actually, I, I put a thing up on Twitter during the week. Do you remember the machine that we had to use if you were doing the night shift, the machine you had to use to polish the marble in the foyer? Yes. What the fuck was the story with that machine? Well, they're like, very easy. I, I did see your tweet, actually. And I, I actually, I worked in Wang in Limerick. Um, which was the sort of precursor to Dell and all that. Um, mm. It was a big computer thing. Why I, I did they change? And why did that company not do well? Wang. Michael Wang. I think they're still going. I think he's still a multi-gazulty millionaire. Oh yeah. Computer bits and pieces. Um, but I used to have we use one it of them. Is. And it was somebody, um, some geezer with tattoos. And back in the eighties and nineties, tattoos weren't necessarily a good thing. They were sort of done with those um, a big biro and a pin those sort of tattoos you know those really splodgy ones yeah 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 the ones where you draw a tear at the corner yeah, of your eye in yes. prison tattoos yeah and um he just said to me listen if you lift it up there where it's gone it goes left and you 
put it down a little bit, it goes right. Just go, lift up, put it down, goes left, goes right. And that's it. I think the well, fear is if you don't know how to use them yeah. and don't become part of the machine, they take you for a ride. They take, they're in charge. Yeah, yeah, I do remember trying to control this thing and I, I described it as a, a, like a massive like gorilla out of control gorilla but made of metal and you're trying to control you're trying to get clean the floor with it um i used to sort of get it out knock over a few things bash the table in the middle of the floor and then turn it off at least it, like at least i felt like if it made the noise of the thing for a little while it was kind and of I don't know why we had that machine because we, we then you know we did and it was so cheap and so sort of i don't know boggish that we, and it was actually clever at the time, really, when you think about it, we, we, we didn't know that the floor wouldn't shine and we had all sorts of chemicals that we put on that floor in the, in the lobby of juries. And mm. um, it wouldn't shine, even though you spray in this and that, spray in that, spray. So somebody had an idea that they went up to um, the university that was up at the top of the road. Um, the American college, no, no, the English one, the big um, the UCL, not UCL, um, Who? No, I just said the big college. Yeah, the big college with lots of people. University of Big College. Um, um, next to the statue of Baden Powell. As ah. we said about that, the better. Um, but it was there was lots of geologists and physicists and stuff up there. So somebody got some of the geology students in, said we'd give them ten or fifteen pints in uh, the bar downstairs if they could tell us what the, the stone was on the floor and how to polish it. So they went off and did something and they told us what to get. And after that, it worked. No way. But yeah. you still had to use the machine with, with the liquid, I presume. So, no, you didn't actually. You just needed a mop. Oh, no way. Yeah. That, that, that stuff was just scouring the daylight out of it. I was just taking the shine off it. I, was, I think I was shown how to use that machine by... Um, um, he was from the Philippines. He was. Um... Man, oh, man. Man, 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 I keep going to say Manuel, but it's not Manuel. No, no, no. no. Um, Jesus, what was his name? Um, he always he was the night shift guy. Yeah, um, yeah. He was and had he been there? What? He was about eighty years old. Was he? Yeah. He, I think he lived in Fulham or somewhere. I remember going to his house and meeting his wife one time. Um, and he fed me, and they had this kind of small flat, and I had some sort of Filipino dish, some noodles or something. But he's really nice. I, I, I had a lot of time for him, um, except fella. I can't I, remember his name. No, and I can't remember his name either, Bill. That's terrible. Because um, I put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, and you, you're very good at that. If I don't know somebody's name, you're usually quite good at that. I'm, but, I'm good at putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so he always did the night shift, didn't he? And it, he probably six, had another job during the day. He did. He worked six nights a week. What was his name? Uh, man, 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 something. Man, not Manuel. It was man. Anyway, that's going to annoy the shit out of me. Oh man, man, <laughs> Manny. Yeah, but he'd um, always ring. He'd always ring up on a Sunday night, sick. If ever. He oh, was did he? Ring. Yeah, yeah. It was shit. <laughs> but he probably didn't need, he was working six nights a week and probably a day job, so he probably needed. Oh, he was, he was he doing, was, he was delivering stuff for a bakery, I think, the other mornings. He was uh, playing the system, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely man, absolute gentleman. Though. Yeah, he was lovely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, was probably sending money home and probably bought, had a mansion at home or something. You know the way you hear these stories? Yeah, I wouldn't Especially be in Ireland when... Yeah. When people come from other countries and they're working there, oh yeah, sure they're, you know, at home now they're they're sending money home and their family are millionaires where they live. And you're like, like, what? Like, what? Those lads like, he's from Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're millionaires in Poland. They've got six houses. <laughs> he's been here for fucking two weeks. How much money do you think he's earned? <laughs> oh no, he's taking the doll. He's taking the doll. He's sending it home, and they have um. Literally, they bought the whole village ice cream last summer with the money. Um, but 
what was I going to say to you? Yeah, so yesterday I went for a hike with my men friends. Oh. oh I'm is that part the thing of a you man. do? Is that thing you do when you, um, you can't ask certain questions? Yeah, so this is the Dublin Boys Club, and it's just a, it's just a group of men. Uh, we meet up and we talk about, uh, talk about our, I suppose talk about our feelings, but just talk about stuff. But you're not allowed, there's no kind of football banter allowed. Not like, like you can't just go on the hike with cans of beer um, and every kind of everything you talk about has to start with I as opposed to so it's not it's 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 you're talking about how you feel about stuff rather than just things you've heard or gossip or or you know banter or you know did you watch the match it's it's all about and or you can just go on the walk and not talk at all you can just just if you want to hang out with people for a few hours so we went to walk uh, we went to Ticknock which is the Dublin mountains and uh, yeah, we did about three, three and a half hour, ten kilometer hike around. It was glorious. It wow. was, uh, geez, we got a great like all the, the the for the entire day before it rained, and right up until about seven o'clock that morning it rained, uh, and then I I jumped in the car just before eight o'clock, and by the time I got there it was, I mean it was cold, it was windy, but uh, no, it was beautiful, and uh, yes, yeah, some, some beautiful men. We we got to hang out with some beautiful men. I, I like the idea of the walk. I like the idea of the weather and getting out, sort of walking up the hills and stuff. But that, the idea of talking about myself or to, to are they strangers or do you know them or? In, in, not, yeah, they're not strangers, but like we have a group, a WhatsApp group. So you kind of know them, but uh, yeah, they're strangers really. They're not like you, some people will bring people they know, but it's generally just, uh, it's kind of just to deal with the whole toxic masculinity thing and, and also there's a sort of a men's shed element as well if you're struggling or it's it, there's a lot of people who've kind of seen a lot in their life up till their kind of 40s and have a lot of experience of lots of different things and now are a little bit like okay like you know you'll get men who are like sort of you know have had to give up the booze or you know are separated from their wife or starting a new business or lost their old business like every you know and i suppose the 40s men in their 40s that's an age where things change and quite often for men it can go one of two ways so you can rapidly go downhill or if you catch it and you deal with it in your 40s you know it can be the stepping stone to something so it's you're meeting people at a at a, at a turning point you know at a pivotal moment in their life i think but yeah we like uh, but at the same time there's a guy there a young lad who and i was chatting to him for a while and he was saying he, he didn't really have any positive male role models in his life uh, and he was interested in in talk getting the views i suppose of like i mean i was old enough to be his dad probably mm. um and he was just interested in getting sort of a positive male perspective on things you know and we had a good old chat about life and uh he actually made a very good point he said when he he, he does a lot of traveling so and he lived in china for a while i mean he's done a lot this, this young lad uh but he said what he tends to do is travel on his own and he'll stay in a hostel and he said, if you're in a foreign country and you're in a hostel, you're going to meet people of all ages, of all, from, you know, from all over. And you're going to chat to them, you'll make friends, you'll hang out and you'll get a different perspective on things. And that's what he likes. But he found that only happened when he was traveling. So when, whenever he came home, he said he'd just fall back into the same routine of meeting the same people, drinking pints and not really having any interesting conversations with people. And that's why he joined the group. So it's, it's interesting from, from that perspective, you know. And does anybody break the rules? start talking about the match um well i suppose you'd kind of maybe there might be a lapse and you might forget but it doesn't it's not that strict like it's not there's no um like there's no you're not going to get kicked out like there's no there's nobody oh, with a whistle going oi oi you well, yeah, talking yeah, about the match because yeah. how would you, you know i was thinking how would you patrol that sort of thing you know but you don't yeah it's just it's just yeah yeah it's a guideline rather than like the whole i suppose we just at the start of the walk it's just a reminder of the reason we're here and the point of it and you know it's just a, it, it, they're just guidelines sort of say, hey guys guys we're here for this guys <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah well, and yeah. like half halfway along we might stop and do a meditation together and uh <laughs> you're hating oh, all this aren't you? jesus <clears throat> but it was, you have a it was <laughs> you're not allowed to have Mars bar. Oh yeah, no, you're not allowed to eat sugar. I'm joking. Um, 
bunch but of Nazis. You, um, but we didn't yesterday. It was too windy for for meditation. But no, it's some really interesting. Like there's a guy. There was a, at the end of the walk. Then I had to leg it, but like some guy had brought all the kit to make like freshly. He ground fresh coffee and made coffee for everybody. And like there's some good. Um, there's some good heads in there, and it's a bit of a laugh, and it's something to do, and it's better than other things you could be doing. And you know, uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he's kind of in the mid. He's right in the middle of the of the craziness. Like he's got three very young children. Um, whereas mine are like Finn is my youngest and he's 12 and Anna's 19 so I've got a bit of time and the the problem is for men when they get to a certain age they've got time on their hands and some some people are fine with that and they've plenty to do and you know plenty to fill up their day some men just don't know what to do and don't want to start just going to the pub or or you know whatever it is you know so it's just it's just a, an, an option it's an option for people you know do you swap sort of partners throughout the walk because you wouldn't want to listen to some fellow babbling on all the time, would you? Yeah, um, yeah it's it's interesting. Like you, it's there's a natural way that you'll be walking beside one guy for a while, and then something will happen, and then you sort of find yourself beside someone else, and you just pick up, you know, whatever, and just start chatting, introduce yourself, you know. And generally, if it's people that you haven't met before on another walk, it'll be like, oh, how did you find out about the group, and you know what what. What got you interested? And then that's a way of, you know, kicking off. It's 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 people who want the only people that are going to come really they're you know, you're not gonna find some lad turn up in Liverpool Jersey, you know, drinking a can of Carsberg um, you know, in a pair of jeans you know, with his girlfriend. You know, people are, are sort of clued into what's what it's all about before they get there. But but we wouldn't turn him away either, do you know what I mean? We just yeah, you're an accepting group of people. We are an accepting group of people, honest to God. There's a guy, um, I don't know if I, I feel like I shouldn't, I, I don't know if it's like a... No, Jesus, don't break any, to, don't know. break any sort of uh, the, the rules, whatever you do. But you do meet very interesting people, and it's funny because, like, you meet people that you're talking to them and they go, oh, this is what I do. And I was like, oh, God, I'm interested in that. I, I've I was tried to do a thing with that. And then you get chatting to them and then you're swapping numbers. And then there's a couple of guys I met yesterday that I'd be ringing during the week about a couple of projects that I'd, that they, you know, an area that they work in and it's a project that I'm interested in. So it's kind of like, it's beneficial as well in that way. Okay. And you're allowed to, obviously there's no allowing or not allowing things to do but you're allowed to sort of network as well as uh, networks horrible word you know what i mean you can yeah find... like there's there can be a bit of that that's cross uh yeah cross, like just swapping of of skills i suppose and helping each other and uh and, and um, were you were you late turning up <laughs> why do you think why do you have this impression of me that i'm late i think very very simple question were you late turning up no, I wasn't actually. I bet you were. I wasn't. I was on time. Hey guys, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I'm never. I'm never late. I'm rarely late. Jesus. I'm quite good timekeeper. <clears throat> it's just. It's just the podcast. I'm just a little bit. Shy, I'm very shy. relaxed about but, it, you know. But funny, you mention people going for walks and clearing their heads and stuff like this. And I'm not too sure whether I've mentioned this little story to you before. It's my Woody Halston story. Oh, Woody Harrelson from Cheers. Yeah. What's, what era? I don't think you've mentioned this before. No, it's actually not my story. It's my buddy, Paddy Sheehan, the fellow who I've actually mentioned on this podcast before. He broke my fucking evil evil. But let's listen. Let's put. Oh, yeah. Is he your cousin then, is he? No. I don't know where you got that from because you, you were, <laughs> in one of the intros, you said, yeah, he's talking about his cousin. It's like, not my cousin. <laughs> I, I thought I remember you saying your cousins came the day after Christmas Day and broke your evil can even put a wasn't no, just your friend. I wasn't date specific and I certainly wasn't relationship specific. They were just friends. You just made shit up. Just to get Sorry. yourself out of a hole. You were probably late for something. <laughs> just making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so um Pardy Sheehan, um, of Limerick and of Clare and of County Limerick and all sorts of places around here. And he, he's a, a chipper person he owns a chipper in Ennis and uh, there's another thing for you people don't people who are local to Ennis say if you were to say to them where were you this evening they would say inside an Ennis don't know what it is inside an Ennis <laughs> I was below inside Ennis 
<laughs> I mean, you were inside Nellis. Yeah, we were inside Nellis having a couple of drinks. <laughs> anyway. It's like, like there's an, an Ennis in inside Ennis, which is yeah, underground. Yeah, it's like the heart of Ennis, the soul of Ennis. <laughs> So, so Paddy Sheehan, actually, I, I don't think he'll mind me talking about him, but uh, he owns a chipper Enzo's inside Nellis. And um, funniest man you'll ever meet. He's 52 years old, but looks like literally 70. Unreal. Um, never put on he any He looks weight. like he, yeah. he's 17. Yeah, he's un, unnatural. He, he looks like he's just drank preservatives all of his life. And he has the energy of a 17-year-old. Never met anybody like him. Um, fierce, funny man. Um, and he's married to a crazy Italian woman by the name of Trofamina. Um, anywho, this takes is she a Is she a Trofamina wife? <laughs> well, her name is, we all call her Trophy. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never put that together before. Trophy wife. I've never, nobody's ever done that because her name is Trophy. So, um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great singer she is, actually. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's got nothing to do with the story apart from the fact of her Italian roots. And she, uh, they have a, a, a place where they go to on the Amalfi Coast, I think, um, on, on sort of every year. And they rent a house out there. I, I have a house. I don't really know. Um, they've never invited me. Miserable shits. Anyway, that's we're going to put that aside as well. Um, but so Pardee, let's, I'm just put I'm putting to one side the fact that she's a great singer. Her name yes. is Trophy, and they've never invited you to the Amalfi Coast. Okay, the, carry on. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my sort of bits and pieces that I've been carrying around with them uh, is going to come out now. But Pardee, um takes it upon himself to do sort of weird and wonderful things when he's alone. He's mad. He's mad as a box of frogs, and um, he does this mountain walk on his own. Um, every year and about the last I suppose I'm gonna say 100 meters I don't really know until he gets to the top of it he takes a look around see if there's anybody around and there never is anyone around and strips naked runs up to the top of the mountain and goes here I am world you know take me kind of thing and that's his little yeah. thing he does every year and um, two years ago He's up there. Here I am, world. Take me. And goes, hey. And he's walking down towards his clothes. And out from uh, behind some bushes come these two people and go, excuse me, sir. Um, we're lost. We, we, we don't know where we're going. And, uh, and Polly's going, well, I, I don't normally do this, but I just have to go and get my jocks on over there. Give me a second. So he runs, runs over, gets himself dressed and whatever. says, I'll be back for you in a minute. They're, so they're looking at him going, what the fuck? You know, we've met somebody that speaks English, which is great. Yeah, but and so Paddy says, I'm, I'm, my name is Paddy. I'm from uh, Ireland. Uh, sorry, this is a thing I do every year and I'm up the top of a mountain and I'm really sorry, really nice to meet you. Um, you're lost. I know the way back to the village I'm staying in and we can make a phone call from down there and everything will be fine. Great, no problem whatsoever. He's looking at him on the way down thinking, Jesus, I know you. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been on TV and I've been on this, that, the other. And he kind of, he says, uh, yeah, and he takes his hat off and he goes, oh, fuck me, you're Woody from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's out walking with his wife in the middle of nowhere. And as Pardee would do, most sociable animal you've ever met, should come on down to our house, have a bit of food. And the kids didn't realise, Pardee's got four kids, nobody, none of them realised who he was. And I think he got selfies with them all, took photographs of this fella, who he kind of introduced as this lost American fella that he met up to the thing. And the kids are going, yeah, that's typical dad, meets a lost American, takes him over for dinner, feeds him full of wine, and then gets him in a taxi somewhere. And... Um, it was only literally last minute one of the older guys said, he's from that film, The Mockingbird. You know, the Mockingjay films, the the ones with... The, oh, yes, he is in... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing a wig, yeah. of course. He was wearing a big blonde wig. And they're going, fuck yes. it, you man. So, yeah, there's Woody Halston. There's the little Woody Halston story from Paddy Sheehan. I probably told it incorrectly wow. and embellished. But <clears throat> what did that have to do with his wife being a good singer? Nothing. <laughs> it was only when you said it, I was going in my head. I was going, 
I just ask him at the end what that's got to do with it. <laughs> no, he's his wife. <laughs> his wife is a good singer. We ended up back here one um, Christmas and we ended up at Limerick Races. And our mutual friend, Richard O'Sullivan, ended up at the Limerick Races. And we met Richard and Kira. So we're all there. And then we meet Pardy and Trophy. And we all go back to a pub. And it was St. Stephen's Night. And in Limerick, I don't know if this is true everywhere, actually. Maybe you can tell me. Maybe the listeners can tell us. Um, whether or not um, St. Stephen's Night is the night for singing. Because it really is in Limerick. Everybody sings. Mm. People come out and start singing songs or whatever. Yeah, there's the is 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 the wren on Stevens. It is, but this is a completely different. These people will okay. stand up and do their party piece, their song, and everybody's so expected was... to do something. Don't know. Okay, I wonder if there's something to do. I know Stevens Night is big with the wren, and you go mm. from pub to pub, and you're and you're expected to sing a song. I wonder if it's a part of that kind of tradition that that, that just kind of. Uh, has bled into just getting up and singing and not going to another pub. But uh, I'd say it probably is a tradition of, um, ne- yeah, I mean, I, the only thing, yeah, the only th- thing I know about Stephen's Day is the wren and people coming yeah. in. And, and, and I, mean, I don't, think I. Don't get me wrong, the wren turned up in the middle of our singing session and then they were told to shoot off again because we were singing. People were singing sort of, you know, classical songs and all sorts of songs. And uh, Trophy on that particular evening sang a song, Sunny Don't Go Away. You know that? Sunny Don't Go Away. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, a, a beautiful rendition. And, of course, there's all these old Limerick lads in the pub, and they're going, what's her name? Trophy. She is a Sophie. She has the voice of it. <laughs> Which is why we're always, when we're always out with her, we always introduce her to people as Sophie. And she's going, no, my dear, Trophy. No, Sophie, she's the voice of an age. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one oh. particular fella I'll never forget it well, my brother actually sounds like Terry Wogan so somebody got really pissed and said you're Terry Wogan Some, I think it was Kira Hislin, um, Richard O'Sullivan's wife um, studying yes. her. You, I worked with Kira didn't I? yes you did she employed you in fact um, and she was kind of drunker and drunk going you really sound like Terry Wogan and every time I speak to her she always says how's Terry Wogan keep but anyway, there's this old boy singing, and he was like, I'd like everyone to be quiet while I sing. And he sang that song, um, like uh, The Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah. And uh, he was obviously a big limerick tenor. And everybody said, That's, This is going to be good. Shh, shh, shh. Everybody, everybody went. It was like Thoman Park for a penalty kick. Everyone was, Shh, shh, shh. It was deathly quiet. And this guy starts singing. And he obviously thought that a needle was a thing because it was, I could fly higher than a needle. <laughs> but you was the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> it was, I could fly higher than a needle. <laughs> we kind of keep singing it all night. Poor fucker. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Uh, the eagle, they're very high flying, aren't they? The eagle, yeah. <laughs> the um, one thing I, that struck me about that story was the man going up to do that walk on his own. Oh, party! Um, because yeah. I had this. I, I was talking to this guy, and he was telling me about this thing that I'm interested in doing. But it would, it would, it would mean me going off on my own to somewhere in Spain. But I, I'd have to go on my own, like a, kind of like a retreat, and. Oh, yeah. uh, I just want to know what you think about um, lads, like men, or people, anybody, like going off on a week or a weekend or whatever. Just would you do it? Would you go away on your own without your without the missus? Definitely. And how, love how, to, how, I, how, I, I, go on. You, no, no, you, you'd love to. As in, you love the idea of it. Would you do it? And how would it be received? Well, you see, it's a very selfish thing to do, isn't it? Um, and mm. I think men think of that as being, they, they, they like to be at home and sort of keeping things going, I suppose. And there's this whole thing that we can't take, you know, we, we 
it's terrible. We, we buy our wives spa packages and this, that and the other. And you go off with the girls for the weekend. And you go off and do this. And you go off and do that. Because we're, we're trying to pamper you because you're always behind the scenes or whatever. But men very rarely mm. treat themselves. There's no industry of men treating themselves apart from golf. Um, mm. Yeah, that's a day away, isn't it? it that's, the problem is time. You've got to have a shitload of money or somebody who looks after your children. Um, yeah. Because you, you... But then you're... Your 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 young fella is old enough that you that you could, yeah. in theory, you know, he, you know, there's no minding on him, if you know what I mean. Oh no, and you, yours is old enough now. I mean, we could go out golfing yeah. and not feel guilty about it. Um, yeah, but golfing is shit, and I'd feel shit. There you go. Um, I've tried. I am shit at it. Um, I don't like the stuff around it necessarily. Um, it's all sort of a little bit, there are markers, you know, what kind of car does he drive? What kind of shoes has he got? What kind of clubs has he got? All this stuff. I worked in the golfing industry. It's all a little bit too upper class. It's not really accessible. And you go out with people and they take it really fucking seriously. I had to go out and play with golf with people and I went, shit. And they were really good. And I brought them down to my level, brought them to their fucking knees for the, by the end of yeah. it. You know, I was, I was shit. I was just looking for balls and, you know, not hitting. What are you using that but club for? You, but you fancy. feel very, you feel very, <laughs> don't, you don't put with, with an iron. Um, but you feel very guilty as well that you've slowed them up or you're slowing them down. I am, um, I, I would have very occasionally gone out, played golf with my brother, my two brothers-in-law brother-in-laws brothers-in-law mm. and uh, they'd be very good at golf and they would play a good bit and i've gone out like if it's christmas or if it's a wedding or something and the last time i went out with them i you know i went out with all good intentions i mean i probably i'm probably not the worst like i'm okay i mean i'm probably mm. taking that eight hits to get the ball into the hole uh that's eight hits you see i have got all the terminology this is it. This is you need the lingo and you need the um you're standing on the first tee box and they go, are we going to do the points or are we going to do best ball? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do the other? It's just like, oh, fuck it. Just hit the fucking thing. Try and get in the hole. Just hit the fucking thing. But um, the last time I played with the lads, it got to, it, it, the way the course was built was it's it's nine holes and then you you start here at the clubhouse and then you get when you get to the ninth hole, you're kind of close to the bar, but then mm. you go away from the bar again to, to and then the 18th hole is, is back. So when we got to the ninth hole, I was just like, lads, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for a drink here and let you on there because yeah. like, nine holes is enough anyway. Like they were going to do that again. I was right. I know. And then the other thing is fishing. I mean, I'm not saying that women aren't allowed to golf or fish. Yeah. But they're predominantly yeah, but that's, male Yeah, we things, have those and, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I don't like them. And it's funny. My wife doesn't like spa days. So right. we're like, you know... Uh, <clears throat> Like we're not the odd couple, but I, you know, but I would love. I would. Love you are to an go odd away. couple. Yeah, I would love to go away on my own. I like my own company. I've always thought if I got wealthy enough, or famous enough, or both, I would do mm. um, Dancing with the Stars or whatever, or you know, Strictly, and um, I'm a celebrity. Definitely. Because oh, yeah, I'm a celebrity, definitely. Mm. But the, the the chance of being yeah, on and, uh, holidays for three weeks with people would be great fun. But you, I mean, because I often hear people, you know, when when they, they announce who's on I'm a Celebrity, and then you hear people going, who, he's not even a celebrity, I don't even know who he is. And like most of the people that are asked on it are going, yeah, fucking brilliant, I'd love to get, go and live in a jungle yeah. away from people for three weeks. Yes, thank you very much. I'll take that. I don't care whether I'm famous. I'm not doing it for my career. I'm literally just doing it to just for, and, but possibly for the experience as well. So I think what you're saying, Mike, is that, yes, I should go away on my own to do this thing that I want to do. How long are you going to go for? Well, I think, I think maximum would be a week. And when I say a week, I mean like kind of five days, like so it could be over a long weekend. Um, but I do kind of, I mean, now now that you, I do kind of get away on my own a bit. Like I go away, like myself and a few, my three cousins that live in Scotland and the UK, they Scotland and England, we would meet up in, we go to the, the finals of the rugby every year. 
So oh, yeah. that's kind of there. That's a weekend anyway, for sure. And then I've generally managed to either go to Africa um, maybe once a year or go traveling uh, with work, you know. Mm. So I do kind of tend to get away on my own now that I think of it. So I don't really know what the point of my question was. It was just, I, w- I just want to see what your thoughts were on, on men going away on their own. I think men yeah. should go away on their own. I th- and I, do you know, yeah. I love being in the car, listening to podcasts, listening to stuff that I want to listen to. Oh, here we go again. You're going to tell me to listen to Phil Collins in the car, aren't you? Well, I'm not going to tell you to do anything. <laughs> I asked you politely and you ignored me. So what's the point? No, I'm saving it for the Christmas special. The, the, Chris- the Christmas special. Are we going to do a Christmas special? What's that? Are we going to do a Christmas special? Well, we'll have to. We'll have to now. Yeah. Um, I have to kind of go and collect my child. And uh, there's a, there's a crowd gathered have gathered around the car. Are they rocking, rocking it. it. Go, you they've probably got like uh, <laughs> big placards. They're, push, they're pushing it towards the the ramp up the pier. Stay away from our children. And there's probably a couple of ugly fellas going and and our wives. But you can have them if you want them. Yeah, there's people just peering in the window hoping that it's like that I'm dogging oh oh, oh look he's one of these solo doggers did I, I don't the laptop open I used to mention I used to manage one of the biggest sites in England for dogging what not, not I didn't mention I didn't manage the dogging aspect of it I meant I <laughs> managed the I access. could just imagine this the sign England's England's biggest English England's biggest dogging car park yeah, it was a site outside a Roman village outside Norfolk, outside Norwich. Yeah. It was a big car park, and we managed the land and the archaeological site. And I'd go down there on a Monday morning, there would just be, you know, paraphernalia all over the place. And, nice. Uh, Do you yeah, mean like wrappers uh, and con- like condoms? Yeah, like yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to think what would you. Okay, yeah. right. And wet wipes. Jesus, I hate, oh, you know, lovely. I hate the, yeah, wet wipe. What is it about wet wipes? Oh, anyway. Horrible. Um, but, yeah. wow, so you would go down there and there'd be the, 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 the obvious, see, dogging, I'm not, I don't know if dogging is a couple doing it in the car and then other people looking in the window or is it swapping oh. or is it all those <clears throat> things? So, in order oh, to, um, yeah, in order to get our heads around this as to what was happening and how to stop it, um, this was the very early days of the internet chat rooms and all that sort of thing. And um, somebody infiltrated the chat room to say that they were all going to meet there on a Friday night when it was 20 or so couples going down. And um, on the side of these little chat rooms were what they did and how they signaled what was happening. So say you pull up in a car and you're with your lady friend, boyfriend, whatever, and you want to you know, indulge yourselves. If you want somebody else to join you, you would leave a, like a left window open or your lights on full beam or something. There were various signals to do with what was happening. So it's like, you know, uh, (laughs) yeah. So you might go down as a couple and be like, okay, well, we're just, we like to have sex just with each other, but we we like people looking in the window at us. Yes. Or if and then, we'd, like, and we'd like a man to join us, or we'd like a female to join us, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Or, okay, or we'll swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, our car is closed, or we just want to be here but left alone. All sorts of things, and a bit of a chat afterwards, and yeah, disgusting fuckers. The, why they couldn't pick up after themselves, I don't know. Yeah, that's we, the worst part. I don't mind what they do. Like, yeah, you know, bring your yeah. wet wipes home, you know. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, so I had to turn up there on a Monday morning. I think I did 170-something condoms once. What? Yeah, which reminds me of my four non-blonde story, but I'm not going to go into that. Four, oh, oh, the four non-blondes. Did you tell that on the podcast? No. I think we had that oh, conversation off air. Yeah. Oh, we ha- that can be part of the Christmas special. Because I think, if you think of Christmas specials, you'll think Phil Collins' album review, four non-blonde story about sex paraphernalia. Done. Brilliant. And Poison. Um, the band Poison? Yeah. Okay, the band Poison and, 
and the drummer, uh, what do you call him, drummer? Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow's. Barry Manilow's drummer. Because I think we started off with a, a some pervy guy outside the jacks or in the jacks that your friend had to catch, and we finished up on people dogging in the car park. So I think we've come full circle with this podcast. Perfect. This chat. I'm loving it. And I know you need to go. Yes. Oh, Jesus, I do actually. Yes. Uh, yeah, because you were like, by a day. By a day and a half, probably. <laughs> thank you very much, Mike, as always, for your patience. Hey, listen, thank you for dogging. Yeah, look, it was nice. It was nice to sit in the car. The, the, the windows have, have all steamed up now. Is there a smell of cry piss? <laughs> uh, good luck. Bye. Miss you. I'll, I'll be in touch. Okay. Good luck. Love you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. There you go, Mike, huh? The old dog, ho- dog horse. <laughs> the old dark horse. The old dark dog. Um, I didn't know he ran the England's biggest dogging site. Um, so, yeah, interesting stuff. So uh, we have to try and record a Christmas special at some stage, and I don't even know when we're going to do it. Today's Monday. As I said, I've gone through this already. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Wednesday's Wednesday. Thursday's Christmas Eve. Oh, we might have. Maybe Wednesday. Try and get. Do you want to get out, Charlie? Sorry, I have to let Charlie out. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Where are you going? Yeah, back it up there. Back it up, Charlie. Back it up. Come on. Come on out, your horn. He knocked on the door. I opened the door, and then he just stood there. So he clearly wants something. No, oh, he's gone. Um, anyway, that's uh, me chatting to my friend Mike, and that's that. I have to go and collect my daughter from work, so I will go um, get this, a little bit of this edited, maybe get it up, and uh, go and collect my daughter, and then put the other episode up before before it's too late, before midnight, before the clock strikes midnight, and I will be turned to a punk pin, punk a punk pin. Oh, lads, I'm a bit tired now. Why am I tired today? Maybe it was my big hike on Saturday. Um, but I did fuck all today. I really, like I tried. I have difficulty not, do, I think most people do, having a day where I just don't do anything. Like I, I stayed in bed for as long as I could. Watched a movie. I watched No Country for Old Men. Good movie. Um, then I kind of, something happened. I kind of had to get up. Hello. I've an email. You've got mail. Um, I don't know, but I, and you know, you're thinking like normally I'd kind of get up early enough, do a bit of meditation, go for a walk. Uh, I was going to go to the gym this morning, and then I was. I'm trying to wind down. Like I'm trying to. Like normally, my way of winding down is just you know, getting on it, having a few drinks, you know, waking up the next morning a little bit woozy and kind of you know having a shower and getting myself together and getting on with the day and you're sort of you know you're especially over christmas you're drinking a bit too much you're eating a bit too much you're not really sleeping well and you're just kind of like a bit bleh. Uh, so this time i'm trying to really like just uh chill out wind down get lots of sleep and feel like get into january just like bing ready to go but it's hard it's hard to wind down and then when you're like looking on the internet it's like the ten you know the what the most successful people in the world, you know, every morning read two books, meditate for 10 minutes, uh, stick their heads up their bum for five minutes, do yoga stretches on the roof for 20 minutes, you know, and you're like, you're lying there in your bed going, I just want to watch a movie. But you're con- if there's a constant row going on in your head between, you know, trying to make yourself wind down and then the guilt. Oh, the guilt. Yes. Clearly, I'm clearly messed up, but I think we all are. I'm in good company, am I? Anyway, um, I will talk to you on the other side. The next podcast, I think I'm going to put up. Um, I think I will put up. I don't know what. I'm, <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. As I said, I've got a few interviews in the back pocket. I've, I've got an interview with the happy pair tomorrow, which I won't be putting up till January. But that's quite excited about that. They're nice guys. I used to interview them the odd time on the radio and uh, I always enjoyed their company. So that's something I have to do tomorrow. And that will be there for you for when, in January because I've got a new book out. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm trying to sign off, but I can't. Yes, if you want to email me about anything, uh, keithwalsh.walsh at gmail.com or keithwalshpod at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Do subscribe. Do tell your friends about the podcast. Leave me a little review. Give us a five-star rating if you wouldn't mind. And as always, this is um, a part of the Acast network. So thank you very much to Acast for the support. And uh, they're going to help me with my big plans the the next year. So do let me know if you're an OG, an original listener. Uh, Email me where you are, where you're listening, and say, Hey, Keith, I'm an OG. I've been listening since blah, blah, blah. And if it's uh, still 2020 or early 2021, when you're emailing me, I will uh, put you on the list of OGs. And then I think whatever the first live podcast is, I will invite you all. All the OGs, especially first. You'd be first on the list. Um, Okay, got to go. Got to go. Put this up. Collect my daughter. Stop talking shite. And uh, I'll see you soon. Good luck. Happy, 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 happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. If you don't have a dream, if you don't have a dream, how are you going to have a dream come true? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.